You're listening to Gonzo Gaming Audio Articles. Preparing for real life. I've been playing video games for over 20 years now and I'd like to put forward an unpopular idea. Far from being the brain-destroying distraction that hand-wringing parents have always positioned them as, games have, in fact, informed upon my point of view on real life and have thus prepared me for the hard times we all face. Let's start off with nutrition, the building blocks of life. Games have taught me that my energy is always in a state of depletion, and by far one of the best ways to keep myself alive is a steady influx of food. Usually this would appear to be pizza, burgers, soda, cake, and very occasionally bunches of grapes, which provide all kinds of nourishment, being rich in vitamin C, antioxidants, and points. Some foods have more obvious benefits, of course. Eating red mushrooms, I believe, make one grow to twice their size instantly. The drawback, of course, is that if anybody touches the 12-foot person, then they will shrink back to their regular size. The implications of this phenomenon are vast, of course. I can only assume this is why red mushrooms are not served on aeroplanes, to prevent the sudden unbalancing as passengers burst forth from their seats. I'm also led to believe that eating a green mushroom will bring a person back from the dead. Items with similar effects include something called a phoenix down and a small television with my face on it. The fact that the incredible medicinal properties of fungus, feathers and TV have never really been looked into by health practitioners is a travesty that I will hopefully be able to see brought to an end after my conference with the NHS Board of Trustees next week. It is important to note that the only thing that can nullify the life-giving properties of a phoenix's down is a particularly dramatic death. Say if you were stabbed in the back with an inordinately long sword while praying as your horrified friends looked on, nothing will bring you back from that situation. It's been proven in tests. You can find food anywhere in the world, inside cupboards, vending machines, carried in the pockets of wild boars, and even up trees. But the best food is trash-canned chicken. This rare delicacy can fill a person with health and energy, even if they are a whisker away from death. You can locate it fairly simply by kicking over a dustbin in any street. When you find meat, usually still on the plate, you must consume the delicious chicken in one gulp. I know doctors will tell you that eating from the garbage is actually liable to make you very ill from botulism, salmonella, staphylococcus aureus, and any number of other bacterial infections. But these are the same medical practitioners who still haven't worked out how to bring people back from the dead with toadstools yet, so we must take everything they say with a pinch of salt. What the doctors get right is the med packs. If, in a hypothetical situation, you've been shot seven times in the chest and are bleeding to death, then a med pack is what you need, even more than trash can chicken. Simply find one on the floor and run over it. I'm not sure what happens next because the games never allow me to look at my own chest, but I can only assume that somehow the med pack removes the bullets, stitches up and dresses the wounds, applies antiseptics and bandages and instills you with a state of physical recovery otherwise only attainable after several weeks of convalescence. If this is what privatised healthcare equates to, then frankly I find myself wishing the UK would head more in that direction, because if I ever get into a car accident I want a booper med pack waiting for me to run over in my stretcher once they get me to a hospital. I've learned about far more than nutrition through games. I've learned that if you eat enough pills then you see ghosts. That one man can take down an army if he has enough firepower, provided they only shoot at him with slow-moving orange bullets. I've learned that it's probably not worth going on street-bound killing sprees, definitely not in densely populated urban cities. The police don't take kindly to it and will pursue you for a good ten minutes or so. You'll end up miles away from the supermarket or wherever you originally wanted to be, and you'll have wasted a lot of your ammunition, though on the flip side you may be better off a slightly dented second-hand car. I've learned that all giant spiders have a weak spot. If, for some reason, you were to come up against one on a historical battlefield, you could choose to exploit that weak spot and damage the giant spider. Some might say massively so. 
The same goes for giant crabs that happen to also be your enemies. If you can't find the weak spot, they will probably show it to you eventually anyway, and it can be identified fairly easily because it glows orange and is sensitive to both bombs and boomerangs. I've learned that all alien life wants to kill us. The stranger it looks, the more homicidal. If a roast chicken that you kick out of a trash can gets up and starts jumping for your face, then you will need a crowbar to dispatch it. If it's an eight-foot-tall armoured gorilla with a giant glowing hammer, then you'll need an assault rifle and at least one fragmentation grenade. Small grey aliens with stars and stripes waistcoats are safe. If the aliens do attack in spaceships, then we can take solace in the fact that though they may be vast in numbers, the craft they pilot are invariably so brittle that a single bullet can bring them down. It is, however, important that we get ships of our own that can fly in more than two directions. I know that if you're trapped in a large mansion absolutely crawling with zombies, then you should probably bring an extra backpack and definitely trousers with lots of pockets, because you'll find the ones you have filling up very quickly with keys, herbs and shotguns. On the subject of keys, by the way, it's important to remember that any illusions you might have about getting through doors or gates by kicking them, climbing over them, examining the surroundings for weak points, or even just breaking out the rocket launcher you have in your back pocket to blast them open, are utterly futile and should not be attempted. They're lockable for a reason, which is that the person who locked it wants you to go exploring, find their key, and maybe solve a childish riddle or two. It matters not that this is a life-or-death situation you're military-trained and seconds count make with the slide puzzling. I know that if you are currently the son of a king in Iraqi, Iranian or Assyrian royalty, then you will be exceptionally acrobatic, and may even be able to move backwards through time, depending on whether or not you found the dagger yet. If this is the case, you should probably submit yourself to the physics experts at CERN, currently working on the Large Hadron Collider. Your time-travelling abilities would prove of even greater interest to them than the state of matter at the dawn of the universe. The next time you go into a shop and need to buy a few potions or perhaps a new sword, consider selling them your old sword, scraps of leather, or all of those cracked turtle shells you've been picking up. It doesn't work often. Tesco, for example, took a very dim view of me dumping the engine parts I'd salvaged onto their conveyor belt the last time I bought a toaster from them. But I'm confident that with enough of us doing this, the barter system will be reinstated alongside our established currencies, and we will all be able to afford the things that we need to subsist. If you're in Japan, don't trust any youngish men with long white hair. The same goes for men in red police outfits with big white shoulder pads and any yellow electric mice you see. Those things are dangerous and take a lot of hits with a shovel before they go down. If you're the head of a street gang hoping to establish dominance in a corrupt inner city area, do not attempt to gain leverage with the mayor by kidnapping his daughter. Chances are he's an ex-pro wrestler who will bulldoze your punky ranks, and no amount of identical, identically dressed, identically named sets of octoplets that you can throw at him will assuage his wrath. Granted, that's a fairly rarefied scenario, but it's good advice nonetheless. I certainly couldn't see it happening three times. If you're a rock musician playing a live show and you make enough mistakes on a song in a short space of time, you will fail that song and the audience will hate you. Fortunately, the key is to just keep restarting. As it turns out, concertgoers have infinite patience when it comes to hearing the beginning of a song over and over again. This same principle goes for games of golf, professional racing and obstacle courses. Remember, there is no penalty for attempting something a hundred times. Also, if you're on vocals, a little-known fact is that you don't actually have to sound good as long as you hit the notes. People will forgive your awful screeching, provided you're technically correct. I suppose this goes some way to explaining the successful career of one of my favourite female artists. Kate Bush. 
When it comes to finding a spouse, there are several skills you can acquire from games which would stand you in good stead. I now know how to dance. It's always daunted me in the past, but now I see that all it really is is leaping back and forth on the spot. MC Hammer shall be your new tutor. Study his moves well, for in your case, if you're planning on attending a nightclub in order to obtain a mate, it may soon be hammer time. Girls who demand that you drive an open-top Ferrari through dangerous street races probably aren't worth it. If you pass a construction site and see an eight-foot-tall, non-armoured gorilla throwing barrels, continue onwards. You will never rescue the unfortunate woman he has as a hostage, at least not permanently. Similarly, as much as I love my wife, if she is snatched away by a giant fire-breathing turtle dinosaur thing, then the odds are that no matter the lengths I go to bring her back, she will invariably get snatched away again, and I may eventually have to explore new dimensions just to reclaim her. It sounds like a great deal of hassle, but... She's worth it. Though I would ask her to start packing an assault rifle on her way to work in case of further incident. On the subject of work, I know that if you hate your boss, you'll have to kill all of his minions before you get to him. Also, you most likely have to hit him not twice, not four times, but three times. You could try jumping on his fat head, but it appears the most common method of killing your boss is to shoot whatever areas of him are glowing. You can train yourself to sleep in ten-second bursts, and yet feel totally replenished. I still have not yet mastered this. In my second week of burst sleeping, I found myself staggering through the streets as the buildings around me melted and the people sported the faces of crocodiles. Fortunately, a med pack and several days of unconsciousness had me right as rain again. It is very important that we sleep, because enough rest grants us double experience. All of my conversations are now carried out with a moral compass in mind, and I'm careful not to let my esteem with their factions drop because of what I say. However, despite my complimentary nature, easygoing outlook, and proclivities towards solving all of my problems without the use of extreme violence, I have, to date, not been deemed a paragon by the world at large. But in all seriousness, and putting aside the somewhat facetious nature of this article, games have convinced me of one thing, that there is no such thing as a no-win situation. I am now so acclimatized to finding the solutions to problems I'm presented with that the notion of some Kobayashi Maru that can't be thought round is alien to me. And if it happens in life, I simply rationalize that it was a plot-centric cutscene and the prelude to a new situation that I have to work through. It's given me a somewhat skewed outlook on both the concepts of fate and the possibility of a higher power. I mean, what if we're being played right now? Hey, my cousin, yeah, too. Hey, I'm gonna set you up, you're gonna